0: Hello and good evening. Welcome to Educated Innovation. This is my second episode. And as you know, this is the first time that I am doing a podcast. You know, in the first show, we talked about some lessons learned. I shared my story with you and all of the lessons that I learned from that experience um, and experiences going forward. But before we start our show tonight, Let me just tell you that I've also have some lessons learned from podcasting. (laughs) It is not something that's easy. Shout out to um, a dear friend and colleague who has certainly helped me immensely. His name is Jonathan Jenkins, and he is absolutely fantastic. Uh, He took education um, in film school as well as producing. And um, this is his passion, but he's fantastic at it. He certainly has a skill. And I just want to thank his, um, give my gratitude to him and thank him so much for helping me um, with this particular endeavor in my life. (laughs) However, um, it has been fun. It is definitely work. Um, and it definitely involves the need for some assistance, um, at least a team, um, the lead from, for some really great equipment, um, a good microphone, headphones, and a desktop computer, and a couple of apps that can help you, whether it be to record it, whether it be to also find your music. Um, so I just want to kind of give a... Shout out to my assistant, Jonathan Jenkins, and also I wanted to share some lessons learned and some gems for those of you who perhaps are thinking about starting a podcast to further your business. I do want to share, though, how I came upon the name Educated Innovation for my podcast. When I think about um, education and I think about innovation You know, they really, really do go hand in hand. You see, education is not just formal education, but education happens through our life experiences, through our networks, through our lineage and heritage, um, through co-curricular activities, events, really a, a lot of things that take place both in a classroom as well as outside of a classroom. And so it is those educated events or those moments, those aha moments where you've learned something, you've acquired some knowledge of something, and you've experienced something that really lends itself to innovation. And so I really believe that, whether it be, again, a formal education whether it be a talent that is learned or inherited, whether it be a problem that you come upon um, to solve, it really takes those um, educating or educative events along with experiences that lends itself to innovation. So I kind of want to talk about that a little bit more um, in the show tonight. By the way, this is episode two, if I didn't say that. But I also wanted to speak to why I wanted to do this. So my son asked me, "You know Mom, why did you decide to to do this?" And my response is simply, "I just wanted to help people. You see, my experience of teaching students over the years um, in business and starting their business and entrepreneurship, my experience as an entrepreneur, and the experiences of those who I have helped along the way, and who have spoken to um, that? I've, you know, I've had conversations with along the way. I found uh, a common theme, and I found that they really do need support, especially those who are just starting their business, or those who simply have an idea, or those who want to expand their business. They need support. You need support. No doubt, you're listening to this because you're hoping to learn some gem, some secret, um, that can help you start your business or scale your business. And so that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help. I am simply sharing my story, my experience, and those that I know, um, colleagues that I know and friends that I know who also will be on the show with us sharing their story and their journey with you. And we will always, always make sure that you leave with some lessons learned, that you leave with some gems, that you leave with some takeaways that perhaps you can utilize in your strategy, in your business, or you can just simply reflect and ponder on as you continue your journey. The second reason I started this Is because I truly feel that all entrepreneurs need cheerleaders, especially those of you who are just starting out or those of you who've been doing it for some time, but you are not where you want to be yet. Um, Or those of you who are trying to scale your business, you need a cheerleader because it can certainly be a mountain to climb. And you're going to feel ups and downs if you haven't already, those ebbs and flows of whether you should quit, whether you should continue, whether this makes sense, whether this is a good idea, you're going to feel all of those emotions. And so when you feel that way, you need a support team. And I'm hoping that I can also be your cheerleader. So let's get started. So I talked about that today, I really wanted to um, talk about my why, which I shared with you, my story and experiences in developing businesses, as well as the journey and stories of others. And and I want to make sure that anyone who we bring on the show can also share their journey, their experiences, their successes, and their failures. I'm also hoping to bring my network to you so that they can, again, simply share their story. I also want to discuss some of the most successful entrepreneurs. And then I want to tell you an experience that I had not long ago, a couple of weeks ago, as a judge for a local competition. And believe it or not, these two things you will find are quite synonymous. So let's kind of get educated, right? Let's talk about some successful entrepreneurs that we know, we've all heard of, and then let's kind of peer in as to why they might have been successful, or at least look at some stories of those who are successful or were successful and why. So we all know... uh, these great entrepreneurs, right? These successful entrepreneurs, Henry Ford, Oprah Winfrey, Bill Gates, John Rockefeller, Thomas Edison, Charles Merrill, Charles Schwab. I'm sure when I read those names, I'm sure when you've heard those names, I'm sure when I've read those names, it simply resonated with you. Yep. They are truly successful entrepreneurs but why? The top entrepreneurs all have a story and a journey. And it's interesting to peer in as to what sparked or inspired them and what were their initial struggles or experiences that could have caused them to simply quit. So let's talk about at least three that come to mind. And I actually read this um, from the Harvard School of Business online introductory. And I thought that these particular case studies were really, really fascinating. One in particular, um, the first one that I'd like to talk about is a person by the name of Addie Dassler of Adidas. Now, I know that Maybe many of you haven't heard of the name Addy Dassler. That's the entrepreneur who started with very, very humble beginnings in a small town in Germany where he started designing and cobbling shoes in his mother's washroom. And so from those very small beginnings, Addie morphed into to creating athletic shoes, what we know today as sneakers or tennis shoes, by the name of Adidas. Adidas is a huge name now, huge corporation, certainly a successful business. And as a result, Addie Dassler is a successful entrepreneur. But how did he eventually become successful? Well, it wasn't overnight. It wasn't something where he... His idea, his period of ideation, um, his initial concept just initially took off. It was really only after a number of years and some research that Addy had done in talking with athletes as to exactly what that they want in a shoe? What that they want in a sneaker? What were they looking for in an athletic shoe? And so lesson learned there is that many times it takes listening carefully and researching and talking to your end user, talking to that target market of whom you know will utilize your product or your service and really getting from them what it is they would like. And that is one key to being a successful entrepreneur. But again, it is not something that happens overnight. It is something after time, as well as research and effort. Another successful entrepreneur I'd like to talk about that was also in these, these case studies, as it were, a lady by the name of Whitney Wolf and she was successful after a personal experience of hers. So after um, leaving a really abusive relationship, um, very bad dating experiences, she sought to really form a company named Tinder. And that company, is an idea of hers that sparked from her bad experiences. Everyone knows when I say Tinder, what that is. She is truly a successful entrepreneur. And that name resonates with many of us as being a successful company. Why? It was because of her personal experience and wanted to ensure that no one else went through what she went through. And she was determined to create a dating app that was designed for women to essentially make the first move, but to also make sure that they have much more positive experiences than she did. And after she coupled with um, some teammates, there was uh, some largely um, teammates from her college And even some employees um, from her employment status at that point in time, they created this app, this dating app, and the app reached a hundred thousand downloads in its first month. So you might say to yourself, well, she took off, (laughs) hers was a immediate success But sometimes it's just the right timing, just being in the right place at the right time with the right product or the right service that fit the right situation or what people wanted at the time. And as a result, yes, she certainly did become successful. It may have seemed very short in terms of the time it took her to be successful, But the lesson learned here is not the amount of time that it took her business to take off. But instead, the lesson is she used her own life as a inspiration, as an educated innovation to start her business. And so because of her care to make sure that others did not experience what she experienced, she put that time and effort in her product And she made sure that her story was told and shared. And that is what led her to innovation as well as success. I want to talk about one more. Um, The name of this this person is Melanie Perkins, and she is the creator of Canva. So Melanie was working in a part-time job. She was teaching students on how to use desktop design software, and the software that she was using at the time was so expensive, it was extremely complex, and it required a semester's worth of instruction to learn how to use this particular software. She found it really difficult to utilize this software and teach her students effectively, and really sought to solve a problem of finding a simpler and less expensive way of teaching this particular skill so that her students could learn. So this is a story about teaching and learning. Of course, something near and dear to my heart. Perkins' goal was basically to create an affordable, simple online design tool that initially, believe it or not, was turned down by over a hundred (laughs) investors. There you have it. Many of you might have experienced this. After pitching several times to potential investors, it wasn't until three years later that she received her first investment. What was the lesson learned here? Well, First, her personal lesson learned is after a number of declines or a number of investors turning her down, she decided to really take a look at her pitch. What did her pitch look like? And so she decided to shift that pitch or her business pitch to make sure that she was leading with the problem that her product solves leading with the problem that her product solves. And so as a result, lesson learned here is think about the problem that you're solving for people. Whatever your product is, whatever the service is that you are pitching or you would like to provide and you want success in your business, think about the problem that you may be solving. So why am I sharing all of this? Well, I gave you a few lessons learned, some takeaways, some gems that you can certainly infuse and think about in your business. But it also leads me to an experience that I recently had judging a competition. You see, in my lifetime, I've judged many competitions. Um, I've been a part of a number of entrepreneurship competitions, um, all that was competing for either a prize of money that can help fund their business and enhance their business or a prize of investors, just like you see today on the famous um, show Shark Tank. In fact, I actually used to implement uh, a very similar end of the semester project to my students in my intro to business class, um, where they had to, as a team, come up with their idea, their concept, their business plan, their marketing plan, and pitch it to a group of investors whom I typically pulled from my community partners of a number of areas, whether it was colleagues who worked in banks, colleagues who were in fact capital investors, colleagues who also had their own co- successful companies. So this particular experience, recent experience was a competition that had about 6 competitors that was all competing for this first prize or being a being a winner. The cool thing that I loved about the competition, though, is that all of the competitors had to be students. So it was, you know, a competition among, as you would say, apples with apples. You know, you didn't have students trying to compete with those in the community or students who knew nothing about business but had a business concept trying to compete with students who knew everything about business or trying to compete with a person who had a successful business. But what I also loved about this competition is that one, everyone was a winner. They all worked away with something. And two, it was really interesting that they were so incredibly courageous to give their pitch of their idea, their concept. You see, it's really difficult to come up with an idea and a concept and to pitch it before a group of judges that really may or may not like it. And if they don't like it, they actually go in like the show Shark Tank where they go in and they really tell you all the things they don't like or why they wouldn't fund you or why they would never invest in you. And that certainly can do something to the ego, right? Something to self-confidence. But this was a different type of competition. Again, it was for students. These six students came from various community colleges, three of which came from my community college, Tywater Community College, or various state public colleges. And they really gave such an impressive pitch of their idea, their concept. But more importantly, they talked about how they were ignited, right? What was that first spark that made them think about their particular business concept? What problem was they solving? What experience did they go through? And what did they want to do for the good of mankind? And then we also learned what needs they had or what they may be lacking as a potential business owner. And as a result, the judges could provide that feedback to them as potential owners, coaches, and or educators was all wrapped up into the judges that could certainly help them and assist them and was able to give them feedback. And then the last thing is they were applauded and it was so, so, so incredible, impressive of the potential of these new startups, the potential of these students and their ideas and where it came from. Some of the things that came to mind, like all experiences or many experiences I've had with helping entrepreneurs, was besides learning the the exciting story, journey of what initially sparked their innovation, was also witnessing their needs and being able to provide them With some basic needs, being able to provide that need to them. Some of the needs I witnessed was the fact that in these six competitors, they were all from different career fields, majors, or degrees, as well as backgrounds, nationalities, but they all wanted a business and they all had a business idea and they all had a great idea. That was something that told me that what I'm doing right now not only educating and not only sharing a story, but also being that cheerleader is key and essential to our budding entrepreneurs. I also sense the need that although most of them were either in a business program or not, some were taking up engineering, but it was very uh, noticeable and they also informed us that they lacked the business expertise. They lacked the business background. They lacked the business experience. And that was something that we could provide. Some of them did lack some areas of weaknesses in their presentations or their public speaking skills. But again, this is something where we were able to provide to them. You know, we not only gave written feedback, but many of us said, hey, give us a call, email us, reach out, and we'd be willing to continue mentoring you. As well as the organization that put on the the competition, also provided mentorship. It also was wonderful to see their support system. You see, every last one of them had some family or some friends in the audience that was cheering them on that was saying, you can do it, you got this. And so again, that need for a support system, your cheerleaders is so, so important finding your network and finding a group of cheerleaders and your support system is essential to the success of your business. And once again, the last piece is just knowing exactly what particular components in that pitch is essential. You see, again, we learned earlier tonight when I gave you the experiences of some case studies of successful entrepreneurs. And one of the things that stood out was knowing and tweaking your pitch. You see, knowing what the problem is and solving it, and perhaps starting out with that in your pitch. Or also making sure that you start out in your pitch, perhaps not only solving a problem, But really making sure that your business concept was very clear and defined. Making sure that you bring passion to your concept and idea. Making sure that you also bring some stats, some facts, and some research to your concept and idea. You see, investors always want to hear profit margins, sales plans, profit sharing you know how are you going to make money for not only yourself in terms of revenue but also for their return on investment and then also knowing the various terminologies of business models um thinking about the biggest roadblocks or difficulties bringing your experience and Uh, acknowledgement, as well as your story and journey to the table, all very, very important. So that's it folks for tonight. That is what I wanted to share. And I hope that you found some, some jewels and some wisdom or some takeaway lessons learned that you can certainly use. By all means, feel free. If you have questions, if you have acknowledgments, if you have a quest where you want to share your story, your journey, please send me an email. My email address is educatedinnovationpodcast at gmail.com. I'd be happy to make sure that over the course of our episodes, We are answering your questions or we invite you to be on the show and come talk with me and share your story, share your journey, share your failures, share your successes so that we can all take away and provide those lessons learned from uh, for others to perhaps benefit their company. So, with all of this, I say good night. Again, watch me on Instagram, Educated Innovation, or feel free to email me at, educated innovation podcast at gmail.com. With this, I say good night, and I look forward to you joining me on our next episode where we interview some of our educated, innovative students who are entrepreneurs, as well as many of my colleagues and successful entrepreneurs who have some information and some gems to share with you. So keep in touch, stay tuned, and look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Have a good night.